here. Testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. Testing. Testing. <laughs> All right. We're good. I think we're fine. As long as we okay. don't move too much away from our mics and F it up. So it's don't keep going out yeah, yeah. Over here. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what are we calling this podcast? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I, I'm like, I just like using. Can we call it Stranger film. Things? <laughs> no call it stranger love <laughs> okay yeah okay all right everybody welcome to the eclectic ego today's episode is stranger love <laughs> oh, that's so we'll, wrong. we'll be talking about way people the way some people strangely love and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> when you meet a stranger how you fall in love. Stranger love. <laughs> Should we do a podcast on how to fall in love and what it means to love? No. That sounds terribly annoying. <laughs> Mostly because you don't understand love. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's it's going to be like it is in K-dramas. Yeah. Or in uh, she Well, no, no. Uh, C-dramas is way better. <laughs> <laughs> the melodrama's off the charts. Well, okay. they're both pretty melodramatic. But anyway, we're talking about the movie that we just watched because we are good at planning podcasts. Well, we're talking about Doctor Strange you're Love. Giving, what? You're you're giving away all our secrets. Oh, the fact that we're terrible at podcasts. And planning. Yeah. Uh <laughs> uh we are talking about the movie Doctor Strange Love. What's the full title uh dr strange love how i or how i learned not to fear the bomb and love it or something like that yeah something like that yeah, yeah. oh do you think people nowadays actually know what the bomb is well yeah we were <laughs> this this was brought up in you know history class all the time when i was growing up was it yeah Stuff like this all the time. Really? Because I knew I everything know. that was pretty much happening for the most part. Like, yeah, I. Oh, because you, oh, you lived through the Cold War. The Cold War was long over by the time you were born. Yeah, no, but... it's not because I lived through it. It's because I was. I've seen it in other movies, and it's been talked about a lot. Like, mm. it's not something that people just ignore. It was a long time in history, and people still are afraid of communists to, like, an unhealthy degree. <laughs> so, hey, those commie bastards. Yeah. We have to stop the commie bastards. The, uh, the, the, the atheists. Uh, the atheist commie the, bastards. The atheist, what Sorry. was? Uh, pre- preverted. Prever. Prever. Prever- no. No, the preverts were bat was the British guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, this comes that came out in 1964. Mm-hmm. So this is like only a year or two after the Cuban Missile Crisis. So yeah, um, that fun yeah. thing. Yeah. Well. You do you remember what it was like having to do earthquake drills in school? Yeah, we still do them. Okay. Yeah, well, now imagine doing those for the bomb because they were doing that when I was a kid. 
and earthquake drills. Bombs. But, it, but the thing was, is you only had to do it once to realize how useless it was. They're, they're like, I'm hiding under my desk and that's going to stop what? The bomb. It's not going to stop anything. We're all dead anyway if there is an actual bomb. So just keep teaching so, me until I die. I, I mean, just, you know. But uh, like a lot of the fear and the everything that was so what people, I don't know. Uh, it was still such a big deal for me that when I was a teenager and living in Australia, I did a I was given um, a news thing to do in my in a class uh it was my journalism class and i had to pick a subject and then go out and interview people Mm -hmm. um i still have the tape of this somewhere but basically i asked everybody there uh how they would feel if a nuclear bomb uh ever you know dropped anywhere in the earth um and these were all australians and i would say 50 percent could have cared less but the other 50 percent, even though australia was not a major target of either the soviet union or united states um they still were really freaked out about it and it was the 90s it was the early 90s um and it's right before the wall came crashing down but it was it still affected the whole world yeah the cold war did so but what I actually, I did watch this film in, again, the mid-90s uh, for the first time. But I did, like I said, I didn't remember any of it. And I was that's why I suggested it. Because I was like, it's got, it, you know, this is, Cold War's been gone a while. I'm curious if this film still stands up. And I think it does. I thought it was amazing. I, I liked it. I, I mean, it wasn't like... You know, it's not like a 10 out of 10 film for me. I'd say it's like a solid solid 7 out of 10 if I were to rate it. Um, but like the, it was, it, for me coming at it from like obviously not living in fear kind of thing, but more of like a, like I, I can look back on that and like understand where those people were coming from. Like for me, it was just like, wow, people really were afraid of this. They were afraid of what is happening right now in this film. Some cons- Like somebody somebody does something, either just a rogue person or the president, causes something to happen which causes the end of the world because that's how many nuclear bombs exist. There's enough nuclear bombs in the world right now <laughs> to cause the end of the world. It wouldn't be hard. So it it for me it was more of that perspective and like the only real fear I think I've ever had of any like nuclear fallout was like I think when people were talking about giving the Middle East bombs or whatever like allowing the Middle East to have bombs Oh the um terrorists have gotten their hands on a few before I they, I don't or at least it's been rumored that they have um that was the thing after the wall came because russia didn't keep hold of their stuff very well in black market that was the major fear like throughout the 90s and 2000s but um and yeah it's probably still somewhat relevant today Mm -hmm. but i think it's more like on the thing with china and us you know 
Yeah. Digging it out. Everybody's afraid of China. Everybody's so afraid of China. And it's like, and I think, I think it's less of like a physical war and more of like an information war. Like it's like, it feels like an information cold war. Like we have to take away TikTok because China knows all our secrets. Well, I think there's relevance for China trying to take over the world. Uh, they have encroached on the South China Sea, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah no, that it's like, like China is scary. Don't get me wrong, but like you know, it's it's for me. I don't think it was. I don't think it's as prevalent that feeling the, no. as the Soviet Union because I feel like every other movie I've seen. What was that movie about the journalist during the Soviet Union or whatever? And I'm not sure. Uh, it was one that we watched. It was also black and white. A while ago. Uh, I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I can't remember either. Yeah. Uh, well, there was... It, it was that one too. And there was a couple of other movies that we've seen that like... No... I don't think people are as afraid of China right now as people were afraid of the Soviet Union then. Well, in... Like I said, with the Cuban Missile Crisis in the time period, the mm-hmm. 1964, Cuba was going on communist. Uh, Afghanistan, there was a war in Afghanistan, or shortly to be a war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and let's see, Vietnam was going on. Um, mm-hmm. Cambodia. Uh, everybody was going communist. and It was like spreading like wildfire. Uh, and the Korean War had just happened. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, World War II. Oh look, the Soviets didn't pull out. That kind of thing. So, yeah. it in that sense, yeah, it was bigger than what we're dealing with today. But today, uh, the there are three. I would say two major nuclear powers, and, and that's still China and the United States. But the scary ones are Pakistan and India. If anybody's gonna actually like blow each other up, it would be those two. Mm. So. But though it's not as much of a fear as it used to be, yeah. Um, I think the movie's still relevant to show how idiotic our fear can be. Oh yeah, I like, think that's what as, it was trying to show. Yeah, especially as like oh man, especially the dude, the conspiracy theorist dude who started the whole thing to begin with. What Jack Ripper? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it took me. Uh, I admit it, like 10 minutes into the film to get the Jack, because they didn't say his name and they just said Ripper and it didn't really click until they said his yeah. full name, Jack Ripper, General Jack Ripper. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the most clever part of this film was the naming convention that they chose of just like naming people things that mean something else. And like oh, it was like Premier Kissoff, pr- Premier Kissoff, um, uh, Bat Bat Guano. Oh yeah, Bat Guano. Um, oh my gosh, there are so many good names. If that is your real name, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Shit. That is the best use of that line that I've seen ever. Yes. Like, if that is your real name, that's the best use. Um, I've also seen memes from this film that I didn't know were a thing. Um, uh, what was it? It was it was one of the war room scenes. 
it was like oh oh uh no no fighting in the war room yeah that that's a huge <laughs> meme and i was like oh that's where this is from <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that the president though the president of the united states was so oh my gosh he was oh gosh. really on point for oh especially for i think kennedy is what they were trying to I think they were they made him look so not like Kennedy, but the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Kennedy was totally anti communist, by the way. <laughs> like to a really scary degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um but But yeah, like a no. general American president of just being like, I'm here and the things need to be done, but I'm not gonna like scream and yell about it and be weird. It's yeah. I mean, not like not like now, obviously, but like then, then that kind of president. Yeah, but Buck, oh my gosh, Buck was just adorable. <laughs> was Buck the uh, pilot? He, no, he was the general, the general in the war room that kept <laughs> with all the lines. Oh, his! But he was so like I've actually met generals. Mm-hmm. That were actually like that. Mm-hmm. So it was actually quite spot on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I, Dr. Strangelove, oh, yeah, he was a good character. And that whole, you know, it, that, oh, hey, look, World War II ended. Look, there's all these Germans living comfortably in America. Let me just let me just, you know, leave that there as like a little small social <laughs> commentary of there is a German allowed in the war room. Mhm. Who was who is who who is 100% still a Nazi? <laughs> Unsubtly <laughs> not subtly like <laughs> <laughs> mein Führer. Mein, Pop- <laughs> mein Führer. Mein Führer. Just... Oh, sorry, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Because, um, like, yeah, I think I think it was, what's the TV show on Amazon that me and dad watched about the Jewish oh, the, people the, killing the, all the Nazis that were living in America? Yeah, the Nazi Hunters yeah. show. I can't remember the name of it. I yeah. didn't watch it. it. And with, like, that knowledge behind me like my brain just immediately was just like i'm so mad right now because i still have that oh the hunters that's the tv show very good tv show by the way um yeah i yeah so that that hit that hit a little different um because you know the more you know about how many nazi scientists nazi people just you know were pardoned and living normal lives in america oh it, it got worse um, to do a PR. I actually found this out like in random weirdness, listening to or watching weird things mm-hmm. that I do on the internet. Of course, you do. I actually found found out that uh, Disney, Disney was called Disney was called in to do PR for one of the top Nazi scientists who was working on the space program, and they basically, uh, yeah kind of tried to do a makeover on him and uh walt disney did this interview kind of and show for him on television it was a television broadcast using disney and saying oh look this this guy's just great you know despite the fact that he was a german nazi you know just and that's how they sold yeah that's how they sold it to the american yeah america was they took 
they basically <laughs> hired Disney to give him, a, you know, make him seem all happy and wonderful. So thanks, Disney. Yeah, so despite your, you know, your massive amount of probable war crimes, like pretty high probability of war crimes, say like 99%, you, 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 you're good though. Don't worry. You're fine. You're doing space shit, which don't get me wrong. I, I love space. I love space. I love NASA. I love that we went to the moon. Don't argue with me. We went to the moon. (laughs) um but the moon's a hologram but it does it does leave a solid uh or a salt or a uncomfortable taste in my mouth knowing that you know where it's come from a a partial part of it um but there is some good things like some like the woman who wrote the code to get us up into space and you know a couple of other people that were really cool that nobody talks about yeah there was a lot of people on that not just i mean fair enough we had we had some german scientists help us yay whatever water under the bridge most of them are dead now i hope um at this point yeah. at this point yeah but i mean we didn't just let german quite a few germans off we pretty much pardoned the whole of japan uh which left a bitter taste in australia in various other parts of South China Sea countries, that area, Korea, like and Korea, uh, just pissed off that we just they weren't they didn't have to do anything despite the war crimes. So we didn't just let we we kind of let a lot of people off. Forgiveness, so, yeah. Forgive your abusers. <laughs> Something like that. It it's 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 weird because I didn't know that until I actually went to Australia and there was a lot of like anger after World War Two with America because we didn't like we did with the Germans to a degree with um the what was that trial? The Nuremberg trials. Oh um, yeah. With the Nuremberg trials, but we didn't do we didn't even do that over there in Japan. So America has this track record of being like, and we've solved the problem with our guns and it's fine now. And now well, it's fine. You know, it's like the same thing as where people like this legitimately like, you know, this, but for people listening, this legitimately happened at my college where people some we were giving presentations we were we were supposed to choose a country and then we were supposed to give a presentation on it somebody did south africa and mom showed me so many videos of south africa growing up and like i know way too much about south africa and like specifically the apartheid and they ended the presentation with and then they did the you know recompense trials or whatever those were you know, those things at the end mm-hmm. of the apartheid and everything was fine. And I legitimately <laughs> almost lost it in my class because that doesn't mean anything. Like, uh, granted, they did a lot more than a lot of other countries have done, you know, with, you know, their horrible atrocities. But I was so mad. <laughs> well, that's just it. It didn't really work in South Africa. It worked for a little while, but it didn't work. It didn't work in Rwanda. They tried it in Rwanda as well. 
Yeah, like people hold grudges and you need to do a lot more than just, you know, a couple of like little pats on the, the slaps on the hand and saying, you know, do better. And like, well, I think the way they did it in South Africa was slightly better. Yeah. I mean, they're really horrible. Like if you were really horrible and convi- and like they had proof and you could be convicted of a crime, they actually did mm-hmm. try and take care of those people. But most of them had already fled the country. Um, but the ones who stayed, uh, in all honesty, it was say everything you did, give us the evidence, everything down to the last degree. They had lawyers involved. They had this involved. They tried to do it right. Yeah. And the people, if they confessed and confessed fully and there wasn't anything else found out, then yes, they were supposed to be forgiven. The problem was the, the rest of the country still held a grudge. And it mm-hmm. it wasn't a lasting piece, but they tried. Whereas in Rwanda, it it just led to riots, and yeah. it was sad. So I'm not saying that those ideas aren't bad are, are bad, but I just they're just I don't not know. enough. There's more. Yeah. there has to be more done. There has to be like the whole point of justice is that there's supposed to be full justice done. There is the people that were harmed are supposed to be given something and the person who did the harming should receive punishment. And like Well, I think the thing is remorse. If they show remorse because oh, a yeah. lot of, I think that's where the big problem came in is none of the people were really showing remorse. They were just trying to keep what they had. And yeah. That is where the real problem came in. I think if you truly show remorse, oh yeah, and the other sure. and, and the other person is like willing to forgive, then you can have you yeah. can have an end to it. The problem is holding grudges, um, despite yeah. And if somebody came to you with true remorse and then you still held a grudge, there's still a problem there. It it goes both ways. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and there's. And there's also things like a difference between simply just holding a grudge and then saying, like, I forgive you, but I will never associate you with you again. Like, I understand, like, like you confessed, you obviously are showing some sort of, like, guilt, remorse, whatever, but I am choosing not to associate with you anymore, and please never, like, it's it's the same thing of, like, you know... Like any any victim anywhere should not have to forgive, but rather to hold like a state of like understanding of like peace of like we should yeah. have like a sense of like we we should be able to move forward in our own ways. And you should you the abuser, you the whoever you are, whatever you did, you should, you know, work on your problems, go to therapy you know, do whatever you need to do. I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order for me to move forward. And I think that that's, that's where a lot of the failings are, are is that like people, yes. people aren't able to an- individualize themselves enough to be like, let's move forward individually so we can all move fo- forward together because we all have so many problems, especially with something as like horrible and atrocious as apartheid as, you know. What, genocide? Yeah. In Rwanda. Genocide. Well, here's here's the <laughs> difference that. between apartheid and 
say, the genocide in Rwanda. The difference is in apartheid that for apartheid to end, how do you think it ended? I did not know this at the time. Mm -hmm. I found this out later. But the like very small minority of white people who lived in South Africa voted to end apartheid themselves mm -hmm. and to change their country for the better. So the grievances and everything that came after and the problems that have ensued because of the 60 or, or so long years of apartheid um, as sad as they are, there's also way too many grudges being held, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. the fact that they saw that it was wrong and they tried to change it should have said, hey, there's remorse here. Maybe we should have some forgiveness. And that's where, um, what's his name came in? Yeah. <sighs> Why can't I remember names? Yeah, Mandela. Um, when he ran for president and kept trying to keep it from turning into a huge mess. But after yeah. he died, it's kind of fallen apart and it's sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's like, it's, it's the same thing anywhere you find like horrible atrocity atrocities just because, you know, we got rid of Jim Crow doesn't mean everything's okay now just because you got rid of, um, you know, the Nazis doesn't mean it's everything's okay now. There's still Nazi sympathizers all over the world. Just because you make anime now doesn't mean everything's okay now. So it's just like there's a lot of horrible things. That oh, well, there's a lot of horrible people, but there's a lot of good people. But I do not believe that people are innately good or evil. I think we have the possibility for both, and it's our choices. Mm hmm. But but this is getting way too deep for our funny film we watch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we do that normally, though, and yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, like in general, especially with like the concept of the Cold War here, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and there's a lot of deeper things like uh, peace is our profession. That yeah. was a good one. That's like a running theme, like a motif. Oh, words yeah. um fancy words uh there's that's a running motif in the film of like peace is our you know profession we, that's our job we're supposed to promote peace and it's actively with our guns it's actively and against weapons. that and that's just very <laughs> yeah. american it's just it, it feels very american peace well, is our actually, profession <laughs> it just feels very actually, hey from what i have seen um, the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> that is actually true. We're not talking about Pokemon rules. <laughs> no, that's not Pokemon rules. That's just good strategy. I'm sorry. But um, if you played any war games or any kind of games, it's the same thing. If you've played Civ 6 for the 200 hours that I have, you would understand that I m must the have best? my guns. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you've played. You played having a good d offense. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, makes it so people don't want to attack you and can lead to peace. Ask yourself why nobody ever goes to take over Switzerland, the most neutral country on the planet. 
Do you know why? Because Swedish people are just the coolest. Have you seen them? It's not Swedish. It's Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. I I, I misheard you. I misheard you. It's Switzerland, Mm -hmm. and it's because everybody's armed, and they are armed with with machine guns. You can own as many guns as you want in that country. There is, like, a huge military, and they are... We're the only country that managed to stay neutral besides a couple of the Scandinavian ones through the whole of World War II. So there's something to be said for being well armed. Well, I don't want to get into gun politics. Well, no, I this wasn't gun politics. This is my point of, of like, peace is our profession. Mm-hmm. I understand the concept behind it. Yeah. Do I But it's I just a double edged sword. Yes. So um but yeah, so the movie the movie starts off with our conspiracy theorist. Um Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Um setting off a loophole within the um chain of command where he can start a war. Um because the commies are putting fluoride in the water and turning the frogs yep. gay. They <laughs> he didn't say he didn't say that. It no. was his essence. They were trying to take his essence. Yeah. Like he still liked women, but they weren't getting his essence. You do know those. And by the way, <laughs> fluoride on a funny note, there is an actual fluoride conspiracy theory that's been out for I don't know how long, and I'm wondering if this movie started it. Probably. Because no, I've actually looked into that. I have you, mildly you, looked. You in. you went you off on it. Me, me and the cons- you went oh, off yeah. on it to me one time, and I was like, "No, you can't. You can't be a part of the fluoride conspiracy, too, mom." And you were like, "No, this is real." <laughs> because there was so, there was a lot of evidence. <laughs> By the way, fluoride is a poison. It is. Why a poison. is it in the water? Because it, 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 it kills everything. It kills all the poopy doopy. It kills all the poopy doopy. Why do they put chlorine in too? Because that's a poison. Why are they poisoning us? Because. I'm with the guy. Distilled water. (laughs) Sorry. No. (laughs) Look, I have not 100% looked into this, but I did watch quite a few videos on the fluoride conspiracy. I've just never seen anybody talk about the other side of it. I've been trying to find dentists who aren't on the fluoride conspiracy <laughs> but they're very rare they're hard to find <laughs> yes so yeah so they're putting fluoride in the water turning the frogs gay and then yeah. you have th- 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 the three characters played by what's his name again which one? Oh, which one the three characters oh oh the three characters played by peter sellers yeah you have the three uh, first of the three characters also mandrake Mandrake, the president of the United States, and, and Strange Love. Dr. Strange Love, yeah. Um, and I gotta say, like, I think those three characters are pretty top-notch, like, out of acting, um, from a general, like, uh, what's it called, uh, judge- judgment point of view here, like, definitely he was killing it for you know doing all three of those characters three different accents and 
Oh, the stereotypes were spot on. Yeah, so there was, it was definitely a very stereotypical film, but not like, you know, like in the most offensive way. It was like, it, most of it was pretty funny. Um, I, I think, I think, I think that that's what, I think that that's what I liked about it the most. Um, and the writing was pretty good, mostly for the names. I'd say oh, yeah. the only thing that was like upsetting or that I didn't mm-hmm. like was that um, there is no real score. Like the score was pretty weak. The music score. Um, I actually liked it because I grew up with that music. You you know your grandpa. It's it, the only music he listens to are military tunes. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up with that. So um, yeah. So I knew the most of the music for it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I would say. Um, it does not compare to 2001 and Space Odyssey oh, in yeah. any way, shape, or form, music-wise. But it yeah. did fit the film. Yeah, for sure. Like, it still was really good despite that. Um, and, yeah. And definitely this being a commentary on, you know, people's fears and um, what else? Uh you know the general state of america at the time that this was released it it does it does feel like you know like a little um like a diary like a like a diary from the time that you can like go back and watch and like you know kind of laugh at um and that's kind yeah. of my general consensus on the movie yeah well i like slim pickens um he was a very good uh, captain of the ship that wound up blowing up Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he had his cowboy hat on still and rode that nuclear bomb to the end mm-hmm. was kind of hilarious. Yeehaw! Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's, it's kind of a commentary, um, like... These types of movies have been done like there are other films that do them, but do them in a serious way. Yeah. For and sure. uh, like The Hunt for Red October. Um, and I can't remember the name of this other one, but it's where nuclear fallout, the winds change and then nuclear fallout takes off over the whole world. Like everything dies. Mm-hmm. And instead of dying horribly from nuclear fallout, they by the end of the movie, you're in Australia, which is the last pl- place where people are still living. And um, and the people are all given their uh, suicide tablets to take before the fallout cloud comes to their, their country. It's the most depressing film of all time, I swear. I was just bawling the whole time. Like, it's the end of humanity, you know, kind of mm. thing. But it, at the same time, it did, did, it, those types of films like actually make you really think is destroying you know it's that um mutually assured destruction Mm -hmm. the whole point of the cold war kind of thing is is it really worth it to destroy them and ourselves and the rest of the people who on the planet who really don't have a choice in the matter because you know nuclear weapons or should we maybe not? Yeah. I mean, those were the types of questions I was asking when I was a kid. I'm like, well, what about Africa? They're not even involved, but they're all going to die <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So, 
But the really weird thing is, is nobody, not since World War II, has anybody used a nuclear weapon as far as I know. Mm. Um, But all these different... I think, I think, uh, I think North Korea did some testing. Oh, yeah. Lots of countries have done testing and have become nuclear powers themselves. But I don't think anybody has bombed anybody else. Yeah. Um, But that's what's truly frightening is that is a mutually assured destruction. Yeah. I type thing. But instead, we've used things like chemical weapons, even though they're banned and these other horrible things and yeah and plague (laughs) and Mm -mm. other horrible stuff instead yeah and i think anything we can use that is going to decimate a large part of the population is wrong on way too many levels so but that's the weird thing is after world war ii warfare changed to such a different level that it's absolutely terrifying anymore yeah so and i think this movie actually though it tries to make fun of it and put it in a lighter sense it does bring up all those you know big questions kind of thing it makes you think still but i also like the fact that i could laugh through most of it (laughs) yeah i mean there are things that like you stop and you're like huh about but for the most part it's just like you know, haha, funny name. Yeah. Haha, funny, haha, funny line. And then for me, it was like really good screen direction. <laughs> yeah. Cause, Visually, yeah. even though it was 1964 and, you know, tech and stuff, it was still very, actually, really visually interesting. The way it wasn't he shot it. The most visually interesting, like I'd say Space Odyssey's got that. Oh, yeah, by far. Um, um but but for a black and white film come on it was actually really quite visually it, interesting yeah and it wasn't directed like a black and white film no like a hundred percent i mean he used some of the things like the zoom ins on the face and stuff like that but it was it didn't feel like it was yeah uh, a black and white film yeah i um let's see so Anyway, I put this out there to watch because um, mainly it was one of those black and white films that didn't need to be black and white. Um, and you talked about, you know, black and white films that are actually good besides Citizen Kane. So I thought, well, I remember Dr. Strangelove being good, but I could have been delusional at the time it was the 90s. So I thought it would be fun if we watched it yeah, better than Citizen Kane. For I, I was, I did get a little sleepy in there a couple times, but like, it wasn't as sleepy as Citizen Kane. Not as sleepy. I think it's more interesting, and it says a lot more. It actually has like a message, but you know, I'm still mad about Citizen Kane. Who knew? But yeah, I, I, I would recommend this movie to people. I think that people would enjoy it i wonder what the reviews say let's find out what do people think of dr strange love and what kind of reviews does dr strange love get 
<laughs> why'd you say it like it was you know an opening to something weird and what kind of reviews does dr strange love get huh? <laughs> um but um yeah so the at the top you see 4.7 out of 5 stars which is a lot which is really high for global ratings on um on uh uh Amazon um like the the top um top review mentions are Cold War, George C. Scott, Slim Pickens, Stanley Kubrick, Sterling Hayden, War Room, Air Force, Jack Ripper, Bodily Fluids. <laughs> oh, those Bodily Fluids. <laughs> Soviet Union, James Earl, Earl Jones, um, United States, and something else that doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, you scroll through, uh, majority of them are like, you know, in general from all over the place it doesn't seem like you know a lot of people are watching it right now um but this one from 2018 um given the story about a madman igniting the end of the world perhaps it's not so much of a surprise that i keep coming back to dr strange love over the last few months um so and people saying like it's fascinating to watch him deal with humor like kubrick um and talking about kubrick's other films and why um and why they like this one too or something like that um i will point out i will say this the weird playboy references the girl in the bikini and yeah yeah that was a little it was very stanley kubrick if you've seen like some mm -hmm. of his other stuff but that was like one of the few things that I, I can't remember in 2001. It was like 2001 was just different. Yeah. No. Where it's not, um, where there's no need for, or there's just no sexualization. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying that the flight attendants weren't sexy because they were, um, <laughs> but they were clothed. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's to me, it was kind of refreshing like the way Stanley actually did the the guy looking at Playboy and uh yeah they put Playboys up uh in the safe with the codes so at least there's something good to look at before you die or kill a lot of people however you want to look at it um and then just the one girl and the fact that she called him while he was in the war room was funny yeah, um, yeah. I but, mean, it didn't feel like super sexual, and like those those Playboys, those Playboys would be put everywhere, like as like people would just have them on hand and just put them wherever. Whereas now we don't have that, so it's it. I mean, I'm sure it would be jarring for somebody who grew up with not you know putting up posters you know of hot girls, but it's the same thing as putting up your posters of BTS. So. Uh, says the girl who has posters of BTS everywhere. I don't have posters of BTS anymore. <laughs> no, you depressed. Oh, aren't you? I have moved on. Uh, oh, okay. It's a different K-pop band. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so no, and the girl, she like owned it. 
Oh, she was her character. I mean, even though she was a small part of the film, was hilarious. I yeah, loved her. and it wasn't like like people were all like, "Oh, woman and no clothes and sexualness," and it's just like, no, she was she owned it. Like she was like, "Are you gonna come back later so we can do the deed?" And he's just <laughs> like, "I have to go to the war room," and she's just <laughs> like, "Let's do it." <laughs> like, <laughs> I I I don't blame her for holding on to her sexuality. That's dope. Yeah, so I don't know. I I personally like the end when Doctor Strangelove is telling them the selective breeding program and ten women, ten women to every man, and oh yeah, we should definitely fill it with government officials. And every mm-hmm. single man in that room was just more than willing to go on on this cave idea. Yeah, we need to go into the mines. Yeah, and and have ten women each and make sure we're doing our duty. Yeah, instead of, you know, taking responsibility for their actions and just. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It's it was funny. So w- it's funny, but government... it's also gross. Like, it's funny, oh, but it's yeah. also gross. Oh, totally. But actually, in reality, this is the sad thing. Um, if, say, the doomsday device did go off, that would be one of the only ways to repopulate the planet. You really would have to have one man to every 10 women. So a lot more women in are going to survive, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> I mean, and he also had his like not Nazi ideology where he was sitting there being like, um, "Oh, the selective breeding program, yeah," yes. and they they have to be hot women, and I'm just like, "Ooh, <laughs> I don't like it, Mister Krabs." Um, yeah. but like, it's still it's still funny. Like, it's not like it's not. It's uncomfortable, but it's still funny, and it's you know that's that's the point of the movie is like to be yeah. uncomfortable and funny, um, and I think uh, the mo- I think the most recent f- um, review I'm seeing on here um, is the it's from the United Kingdom. It says this is a film for all conspiracy conspiracy theorists, spies, or general nutcases out there. So so me yeah. And I think that that's true. Like, if you like conspiracy theories and all that stuff, this is for you. Well, and like, I like conspiracy theories, yes. Do I take them 100% seriously? Sometimes. But very few and far between. And some of the ones I have been interested in have turned out to be true. So there's that. But I think what one of my favorite oh. things was actually the end. Mm-hmm. When they showed all these, all the different, the hydrogen bombs and the atomic bomb explosions, all of those, mm-hmm. I I know the music wasn't spot on or whatever, but I really, really love watching atomic explosions. I have no idea why. I really don't. They're but, pretty and terrifying. Oh, yeah, totally. But I've watched like the footage from every single atomic explosion that's ever been recorded that I have been able to find. I've watched. And um, yeah, it's kind of actually is terrifying. I also found out your grandmother is a downwinder. Do you know what that is? No. A downwinder is somebody who grew up downwind of the fallout cloud of the atomic testing in Nevada. Cool. They, her whole class, her whole high school class has died. She's the last one, and the majority of them have died from suspicious cancers. 
Yes, and she has had, what, skin cancer? Like, I don't know how many times Yeah, herself. Yeah, but she, when she found out she was a downwinder, um, basically the government takes care of all her medical costs pertaining to that. But um, so finding that out actually kind of hit close to home kind of thing. Um, so I'm just like, yes, atomic bombs, hydrogen bombs, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're all terrifying. Um, they all still exist. There is still the possibility. Uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I'm like everything that's terrifying. I'd rather be laughing at it. So I actually really like Dr. Strangelove kind of puts it into perspective because I did spend a, an awful lot of my childhood ang- anxiety prone. I actually tried to build, dig a fallout shelter in the backyard. Mm-hmm. You still want that? I still want that, but I don't want to dig it myself. I actually did dig down about six feet and, oh, I got in so much trouble for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I got grounded and I had filled the hole back in, which was even more work. But yeah. So, yeah, and like looking at it from uh, obviously a di- very different perspective, uh, it it was it was just, you know, interesting. But um yeah, no, it's just an interesting film for me. Um and it's hard to not be scared of the possibility of, you know, a nuclear fallout and stuff like that because it's the same thing of like you see so many numbers of like the people who died from, you know, nuclear explosions or nuclear, like, facilities exploding and the repercussions of that. And, like, it's so hard to understand, like, hundreds of thousands of people. It's so hard to understand and see that in your mind. Um, And it's, like, the same thing of, like, any horrible, like, you know, plague or disease or even COVID that we're going through now is, like, it's hard to see those numbers in your head. And it's hard to understand that and if you think about it too much it starts to overwhelm you and it starts to make you afraid um and it's and uh and i'm not saying like don't be afraid of it obviously like be wary of it and do everything you can to avoid it especially if it's something you can't avoid you can't avoid a bomb falling on you obviously like being afraid of the bombs is far different than being like wary and conscious of covid19 um but, yeah, to make jokes about, you know, this is, I think, more tasteful than people being like, oh, don't worry about COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. there isn't much you can do. Yeah. In fact, when it comes to the bombs, there really isn't anything anyone can do other than if you do have the power to push the button, don't. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, uh, but that's going to be few and far between. So, yeah. uh, because if you see, see a shiny red button, mm. <laughs> yes, and everybody pushes those buttons. So, I really hope it's not a shiny red button. Oh, there's anyway. a whole game around this. Like, there's this. Oh, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> game, game called, uh, I forgot what it was, but it's, but it's like you end up going into this room and then, like, there's this panel and on top of it is a button. If you hit the button, it sets off a nuclear bomb. But if you, like, go around and like poke different things you like other things happen stuff like that so yeah i mean if you see it like the first instinct is to be like push it yes push it 
No, I hate that song. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I do that at work. I see all the buttons and I want to push them, but I don't because <laughs> I honestly don't know what most of them do. I, I get to push a few buttons, but they're usually blue or green. Oh. I, yeah, they're never red. Unfortunate. Though, there are red buttons that I want to push, but I haven't pushed them yet. Um, yet. <laughs> so I also found a new review from 2021, a more recent mm-hmm. one. Um, Notice that the low rating represents only my point of view. Obviously, lots of other viewers liked it a whole lot. Watched it with the expectation of something sophisticated with a meaningful message. Instead, I found a two-dimensional story with obsolete stereotypes. At least it could have been entertaining, but it wasn't even that level of work for me. On the other hand, I have next to no imagination, so watching it as an allegory for today's world was out of the question for me. Okay, that person is sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's really sad because that was very entertaining to me. Um, I wouldn't give it a 10, obviously, but I was laughing through most of it, and I caught all the little side jokes, and it was entertaining. So I'm sorry that person doesn't have an imagination. And yeah. the stereotypes are actually still relevant. Sorry, they are. <laughs> oh, a good a good title of another one is Cartoonish Satire of Mutually Assured Destruction. Ugh, That's a good title for a review. Good. It is. Um It's sharp satire, but not a great movie, is how they ended. And I'm I, I think I agree with that. I think I agree with a lot of that. Um, Kubrick's opus to the absurdity of the Cold War. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. The Cold War. uh, Oh, I didn't tell you this. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was helping um, Ben move, Mm -hmm. um, your aunt that served in the military. Yes. I found her uh, certificate um, of thank you for serving during the Cold War. I thought that was the most hilarious thing. I'm like, you got a certificate for serving during the Cold War. She's like, yes, I did. (laughs) I'm like, you served in actual wars. (laughs) But this one, the Cold War, she's like, well, (laughs) I did. It's like so, uh, congratulations, you. So it. yeah, around the nineties, everybody who was serving any time before that got a certificate for serving during the Cold War. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I think that's funny, to be honest. Um, Honestly, so did I. <laughs> my favorite review I've seen: one star. Language. There's profanity. There, there was. I. There was. There was. I don't remember any profanity. No, they even said bad guano. They didn't even say bad shit. Yeah. I don't I don't remember M- any profanity. Maybe this man's is like guano? Not no. <laughs> Something against guano. Yeah. No, I mean, that was the uh, maybe they did say something, but they never said the f word. I know that. I would have noticed that. Um, and I don't even, I don't know. That's funny. That's really funny language. Yeah, language. Okay. It's bad. <laughs> don't do, don't, don't say bad words. 
don't say bad word. I'm wondering what bad words they said now and watch it again to find bad words. <laughs> Who is the bad <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, maybe it was um, um premiere kiss off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a bad word though. <laughs> Profanity. Oh, he, uh, the general might have gotten upset when they were fighting in the war room. I don't rightly remember what they said. Uh, so. I don't. I don't remember either. There's probably like an ass or a shit or somewhere, but it's yeah. not like you know, fuck, kitty, fuck, fuck, fuck. No, I wouldn't. Oh, I. It wouldn't have. Yeah. No. Anyway. No. All um, the other reviews seem to talk about the satire and stuff. So, seems people really like it for the satire. Well, it was good satire, but yeah, Doctor Strangelove and Slim Pickens, honestly, and uh, Mandrake, those stereotypes were so good. Yeah, I mean, like, there were well-done stereotypes that were done in a way that's not blatantly offensive for any reason. Like, I didn't feel that they were blatantly offensive. They were done in a way that... Was what, when your right arm is possessed by Nazism and was, is uncontrollable? Yeah, I mean, he was a satire for a Nazi German living in the time. The guy, the other, the president was based off of a previous president um, that failed to win against somebody else. Um, and uh, the other guy was just like British. Oh, he was so British. Yeah, and British people are easy to make fun of. So, oh my god, especially now because everybody went from like, oh my god, British people are so sexy to like, British people are funny. What 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 is our accent? In it, Uh, in it, people make fun (laughs) of that. Like, it's really funny. Um, Well, the British have been funny for a long time. Heck, they brought us the Monty Python, Monty Python, Blackadder. All the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the young ones. My favorite. My punk ones <laughs> from the day from the eighties. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um. Yeah. So stereotypical humor done right. Yeah. There you go. That's my actually, thought. Yeah, I actually like that sort of thing. Sorry if that offends. Anyway, so you just had to leave that there, like. I no, love I it was actually... when people are told they're horrible. Blah blah blah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love stereotypes. I've always loved stereotypes. There's nothing wrong with loving stereotypes. It's just not a you know being mean about them <laughs> for any reason. I'm not mean about it. You're mean. No, <laughs> You're just I am mean. not. You are mean in general. You're like I'm gonna be mean to be mean, and then I'm like, can you not? And then you're like, but what if I was? Wait, I actually do do that at work. Yeah. I like literally glare at people and take things from them all the time. I I know. I know my mom. You be mean to be mean. And then I'm like, hey, can you not? Like, this is my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm mean to your friends. (laughs) They don't deserve my kindness. (laughs) And this is why. uh, As she lets your friend come and live with us for a week. Hello. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh my gosh, what was I thinking about? 
I forgot. Yeah. Never mind. Let's let's leave on final thoughts. Final thoughts on the film because my rice is done. Oh, my final thoughts are. Uh, I think we should maybe try. If we get stuck again, we'll have to watch another weird black and white film that I have either seen or not seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because so far it's been interesting enough to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are some films out there that say a lot and they have a goal and that this one said a lot, you know, unlike, like I said before, Citizen Kane. Um, and, it, I mean, you could do this with any film. Like, you, we could break down a Christopher Nolan film until we you know, <gasps> bleed our eyes out. Oh. No, because then we'll just fight the whole time. I'll say the top's still spinning, and then you'll start crying, and then you'll say, no, Well, I was not. thinking about Dunkirk, because, you know, I want, like, if any movie I would want to talk about, it would be Dunkirk. Why that one? I did not find it that interesting. Well, because everybody's talked about Interstellar and um, Spinny Top till they, you know, cows come home, but let's talk about... Inception. Inception. <laughs> you know, I... I don't. <laughs> I was obsessed with that movie. Now, now I avoid it at all costs. All I want is the obsession uh, or the Inception. Boar. That's all I want. I love that sound. The boar. Uh, yeah, just... <laughs> we haven't seen, but we haven't seen his latest, which was Tenant. I was thinking of buying it, but I haven't. I haven't. I didn't. I don't even hear, hear of that. You should tell me that uh, about it after. Oh, it's done. totally up your alley. But, but final yeah, thoughts on film. Finish. Final thoughts on film. Uh, it was good. Love Doctor Strangelove. He he's the best. His arms possessed by Nazism. I think it was a little bit more than that. It was like a. I like, know, but you, but you you want it to be that. Yes, because it, he it kept trying to zig heil every five seconds. That in and of itself was hilarious. Yeah. And him you know, blatantly saying, men fear, oh, sorry, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. I I pretty much said everything that I thought about the film was just like, it's humor, but it didn't, you know, bother me. And I didn't take it as though this was going to be, you know, a funny film. And I ended up laughing most of the time. I just thought it was going to be like a serious film. Totally didn't oh. pay attention to anything. Oh, that's good. I'm glad it was funny because, yeah, I was n not necessarily in the mood for too deep. Even though it did go a little deep, it mm -hmm. did it in a funny way. Yeah, for sure. All right. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the Eclectic Ego podcast. If you guys have anything to say to us or suggest, uh, I think we might try and do a Kubrick episode. Um, cause I think that would be fun. Watch some Kubrick films cause it was, it was pretty well directed this one. Um, if you think that we should do that, let us know, um, at Ego Eclectic on social medias and eclecticegopodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, anything else, mom? Nope. I uh, love you all. All of you who are there listening, thank you so much. Except right. for you. You know who you are. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>